This is episode 27 for Tuesday, December 22nd, 2015, brought to you from Arlington, Texas. This week, we will be covering Style 30C, Winter Seasonal Beer. Welcome to Brew Styles. My name is Travis, and together with Chris, Eddie, and Sawyer, we take on the world of beer one style at a time. Each week, we discuss a different style of beer and taste some of our favorites. We hope you leave with a thirst for more. Our podcast can be found on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Look us up and subscribe to make sure you are kept up to date on our latest episodes. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at brew underscore styles. Drop by our website, brewstyles.com, where you can stream every episode, check out our photo gallery, and use the contact tab to send us comments and feedback. You can also find more information about the BJCP and how to become a certified beer judge. Settle in and raise a pint with us as we launch into another episode of Brew Styles. Oh, 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 oh. Welcome back, everybody. Hello, Santa. We're joined by Eddie. Oh, oh, oh. Eddie, how are you? Oh, my Thank God. Oh, oh. <laughs> and Chris is here. Oh, 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 Chris, I heard your voice. Hi, Travis. <laughs> You've been a bad boy this year. You've been on the naughty list. Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I miss one episode and this whole thing just goes down the drain. Hi, guys. <laughs> Maybe it's that bottle of Knob Creek sitting on the table. It's still here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yep. It's going to remain closed for a while. Wait. You have a, a bad week last week, Travis? After you left here? Uh, oh, after you left? I didn't know about this. I don't know. I'm just asking. Oh. Yeah. He said it's going to stay closed for a while. I felt okay. Okay. <laughs> but then I got like the stomach flu. Uh, so I, I think that was unrelated to the Christmas party. Yeah, I mean, you you had all that alcohol. But yeah, it was, it was a little rough. <laughs> Thought it would have killed it. But uh, yeah, welcome maybe. back, Sample. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, thanks. Yeah. yeah. If you feeling better? Oh, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you guys haven't seen the a pictures on, on the website of Sample, he's I've got a couple good ones when he's asleep. Or faking being asleep. I wasn't yeah. faking music. I was just laying down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can check it out on the uh, photo tab portion of our... Oh, of our check out our website. Website. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Sawyer. And that's the voice of Sawyer. Welcome back, Sawyer. Oh, oh, oh. Oh. He's not here. Uh-oh. No. All right, so okay. This uh, box of Blue Moon is taking his seat today. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I'm completely fine with that. <laughs> Pour that box of beer. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> I saw Sawyer checked into um, out some church and became the mayor today. Well, mayor so of that's, church? So that's where he is instead of here, drinking beer with us. Wow. <laughs> huh. <laughs> Are you on, just... this, on this episode of Holiday Beers. Yeah, of Holiday Cheers. Yeah. <laughs> cheers and beers. Speaking of which, what are we drinking right now? This is one that um, y'all didn't get to taste last week. Mm-hmm. So it's another American Porter. It is the Texas Crude 
by uh, Texas Big Beer Brewery. Okay. This is one that I haven't had too much of. They're fairly new. I mean, well, I say new within the past three years, maybe. Um, and I feel like everything they release is all in uh, the big bottles, the 22-ounce bombers. Hmm. I've never had them at all, so my first time. It's pretty good. It is good. It's got a little uh, alcohol warmth to it. Yeah, I, that's literally what I was just about to say. For 7%, it's pretty hot, though. Mm. It's, but it's still good. Uh, I mean, I, I, I kind of, I half expect to get some alcohol warmth uh, or heat from a, a, not a stout because it's not a stout, but something that dark. Uh, and when I don't, that's when I get, that's when I'm surprised. And you know, I usually like those beers a lot. Yeah. But this is good. For seven percent, though, it's pretty hot. Mm-hmm. It's black like oil. I mean, I've had Texas tea. <clears throat> I've had upwards of eight and eight and a half percent beers where there's no heat. No heat, yeah. So it's all in the fermentation. Hmm. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. This would it's not bad. The, fl- the crap out of it. What? Jeez. Well, I thought you said it was warm. I'm gonna pound the crap out of it. Oh, okay. Well, well I still would go for it. <laughs> <laughs> the flavor is pretty good. Yeah. Um, you know, medium bodied, lots of uh, roasty characters, but. Mm-hmm. A little bit of chocolate. Yeah. Like some uh, bitter baker's chocolate. Mm-hmm. It's a little on the lighter side of the medium body. Yeah. Kind of. Just a little bit. Just barely. I was kind of scared when I first started pouring it, there was no head forming. <laughs> um, but, you know, so I started pouring more vigorously and the head started to form. So it is there. It just, it doesn't stick around very long. Mm-hmm. The tan. It dissipates pretty quickly. A darker tan head. Yeah. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. If you see one, pick it up. Let us know what you think. Yeah, they have uh, many of the, many other things that they offer too, which um, I'm just really unfamiliar with that brewery. They're not a North Texas brewery. I feel like they might be from the like hill country mm-hmm. south of here. Maybe. Buna. Buna. Uh, Let's look that up. B-U-N-A. Buna, Texas. I have to look it up now. 77612. Buna, not Buda. Yes. Because we drive through Buda on the way to San Antonio. Yeah, we do. But Buna... Oh, this has a description of this beer. This craft-brewed ale is a rich, malty, roasty, robust porter, which pours very dark, almost black with a nice tan head. We recommend pouring this ale into two glasses and share it with another craft beer-loving friend. Well, sorry, we broke the rules and poured it into three. Yeah, this is uh, close to Houston, uh, just before Beaumont. Okay. Yeah. Buna. Texas Crude. Well, that's cool. I do like the label, though. It's kind of cool. Yeah. But since it was a Texas brewery and we meant to do it last week, we didn't want to skip over it, so we'll just kind of yeah. do a little we'll mini feature. Included at the beginning of this episode. There we go. Mm-hmm. So I uh, want to send a shout-out to our listeners. Thank you for listening. We definitely appreciate you uh, lending your support and, and your time. Yeah. See. Those guys that, uh, that I uh, – well, the one person that said they subscribed on Reddit. Thanks. Oh, oh yeah, I got cool. Cool. one from there. Awesome. So, yeah, yeah uh, please leave us some uh, comments, either on the website or do a review on iTunes. That'd be awesome too. Yeah. You're not gonna hurt our feelings. No, be honest. Yeah, it's the only way we get better. So, we're, anyway, we're, we're on musicians. So, or we were at some point. <laughs> we like feedback. Mm-hmm. All right. So today we are talking about Christmas beer, holiday beer. Uh, 
I don't know, whatever you want to call it. Winter seasonal winter, beer. There you go, winter seasonal mm. beer. Jingle beers. Jing- oh. <laughs> so in November 1975, Anchor Brewing released what it called simply Our Special Ale. Hmm. That's all that was on the label, Our Special Ale. The beer quickly became known by two other things on the label. A generic Christmas tree, smack dab in the middle, and the words Merry Christmas and Happy New Year on the label. So, you know, they called it Our Special Ale, Mm. but they couldn't call it Christmas beer. I'll talk about that in a second. Okay. So, Anchor Seasonal, 1975, the first seasonal from an American brewery since Prohibition, marked the advent of the modern Christmas beer in the United States. So, those thicker, richer, seemingly obligatory concoctions that flood retailer shelves around about the week before Thanksgiving, Anchor originally based that first one on an earlier 1975 release called Liberty Ale, which we have featured before. Have we? I know we've talked about it, because I feel like... That was the uh, the original IPA, but we didn't. Yeah. No, I, I think because we, we talked about it one. on the Pale Ale episode and the IPA episode, so I'm sure we had it on one of those. Is it on our list? Did you you know, what? we could look it up. We yeah. have a featured beer <laughs> list on our website. On our website, website. I'm pretty sure that we've had that before. Maybe no idea. Anyway, I'll keep going while you look that up. After 1975, Anchor would regularly tweak both its Christmas ale recipe and the label. So by the 2014 release, the brewery's 40th straight Christmas ale features a Sequoidendron giganteum tree, a.k.a. a giant redwood. Oh. Wow. (laughs) And tastes as most Anchor Christmas ales have since the late 1980s. So the beer itself hasn't changed much. It sounds like they're just tweaking the label. Breaking news, we have not featured any Anchor beers what? ever on our podcast. Well, well, that's about to change. Yay. Bum, bum, bum. <clears throat> oh, no. So most of the Anchor Christmas sales since the 1980s have featured spices such as nutmeg and cloves. Though those are only guesses, the recipe remains closely guarded secret. I just get the nuts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The earliest Anchor Christmas sales were decidedly hoppier and less malty. So if they were based around um, the Liberty Ale, it would make sense that they were hoppier because that's their hoppy beer. Okay. Hmm. So as important as it has been, Anchor's Christmas beer was not the first American-made one. But it's hard to say what was. So if we go back before all that happened, the first Christmas beer that might have been made is from the old Barman Brewery in Kingston, New York, about 90 miles up the Hudson River from New York City. The brewery started by a Bavarian immigrant with the perfect name of Peter Barman. (laughs) 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 With two N's, Barman. He released what he called Salvatore around 1915. Packaging for the lager described it as a special Christmas beer. They're all special. (laughs) (laughs) so others followed especially after repeal of prohibition in 1933 the miller brewing company out of milwaukee had its christmas special beer in the mid-1930s complete with the norman rockwell-esque label of a family around a roaring fire christmas tree lighted and full pilsner glasses at the ready so miller had a a christmas beer too i'm not sure that i've seen it though i'm gonna look it up 
This would have been a long time ago. Yeah. As I said, mid 1930s. Yeah, they could, they could bring it back. They got good programming. So around that time, the government decided to step in, and those Grinches stole much of the Yuletide thunder. A few years after Prohibition, most states banned references to Christmas or Santa Claus. So you saw a lot of holiday ales that I guess were called Christmas beer before Prohibition. You're a mean one, government. You steal our Christmas cheer. Oh, that too. <laughs> and cheer. <laughs> so, um, beer such as Tannenbaum beer from Wisconsin Marathon City Brewing and Xmas Brew from Becker Brewing and Malting out of Wyoming um, are examples of this end around. So, if they couldn't call it a certain thing, they would kind of find a loophole. Yeah. And still make it a Christmas beer, but so, just call it something else. Yeah, holiday ale or, you know, Tannenbaum beer, Xmas brew, like those two breweries. So so I found that Miller beer. It's uh, called uh, Linen, Linen Kugels, 1888. Oh, Linen Kugel. Whatever. Yeah. 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 Uh, but it's released January through March, um, and it's available at... That's not it, then. I don't know. So it says. It's, it said something... You mentioned lumberjacks, right? Or did you? Oh, well, this one's. It's uh, is born to produce to serve to thirsty lumberjacks 141 years ago. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyway, other breweries continued to be more direct. The West Bend Brewing Company, also out of Wisconsin, produced its Lithia Christmas beer into the 1950s. The beer seems to have survived into the 70s. In fact, after West Bend joined the Walter Brewing Company. In Eau Claire. None, though, would prove as definitely influential as that first, quote, our special ale from Anchor. So Hmm. it kind of went round and round for a little while, called different things. But uh, something changed after Prohibition. The government was like, no, you can't call anything Christmas or whatever. I I don't understand that. But I guess we're all good now because we have a bunch of Christmas beers. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Separation of. Church and beer. Yes. It's still a nice and now tasty nod to brewing history. Thank you for that <laughs> nice and tasty nod to brewing history. Good. Right. Well. <laughs> so, Eddie, tell us about what we should be smelling, tasting, all about the style. So, basically, overall, for most of these beers, they're all uh, usually stronger, darker spice beer. Uh, often with a warming finish, that just in general they suggest uh, you know good accompaniment for the cold winter season. So basically, something that you, you know you'd, like, you'd enjoy during the winter season. So the last spiced beer we had would be the pumpkin spice kind of stuff. This is going to be a different spice, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Something that that yeah. It, it would have to be for them to separate the two styles: autumn seasonal yeah. and then. Unless the only difference is one has pumpkin and one doesn't. I don't, I don't know. know. I guess we'll find out. True. <laughs> anyway, um, there's a very wide range of uh, arom- aromatics. And uh, the, some examples of them could be uh, Christmas cookies or gingerbread, Christmas pudding, mm. um, evergreen trees, mulling spices. Uh, you know, just that kind of stuff that, that you think of whenever you think Christmas, I guess, as far as food and um Aroma. This is for the aroma part. Okay. Um, 
usually the base style beer is uh it has a multi profile uh it's balanced between the aromatics and the from the spices and other special ingredients you enjoy that chocolate sample <laughs> um other fermentables like uh honey molasses maple syrup they could all also lend other aromatics to to the uh, uh the the beer there usually aren't very many hops as far as aroma there there's a much hop aroma in, in a lot of them but you know just like any other style it varies especially in a in a seasonal beer you know that it's not something very specific it's just something that you would enjoy during the season so overall the aroma should be balanced and harmonious and it's usually fairly complex and inviting for appearance appearance well for appearance <laughs> Uh, generally, uh, medium amber or to uh, very dark brown. Uh, darker version is also common. Uh, they're usually clear, uh, although darker versions may be virtually opaque. And some chill haze is acceptable. Uh, you know, generally a, a good size head uh, that's off white to tan. Uh, for flavor, like I said earlier, it's kind of the same as uh, the aroma. It's very there are a lot of different interpretations for it <laughs> there's a let's see there's a lot of spices uh a lot of uh fermentables that uh that support the the blend with uh, whatever base beer you've got uh they're rich malty or sweet malt based flavors are common uh many include caramel toast nutty and chocolate flavors uh some have dried fruit or dried fruit peels like raisins, plum figs, orange peel, or lemon peel. And they could uh, uh, include distinct flavors from other fermentables, like I said earlier, molasses, honey, and brown sugar, uh, although they're not required. A light evergreen tree character is optional but not found in some examples. And I doubt that's found in... Tree? Yeah, that's what it says, <laughs> evergreen tree. Uh, I, I doubt you could find that in every single one of them. That, that, that could be, you know, if you're looking for something very... That stays very close to the the BJCP rules, or uh, what do we call them by their standards? I guess uh, that's something I, see, I guess you could find in those. What uh, the BJCP More like guidelines? Oh, guidelines! <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, usually, just like in most beers, uh, you you want it to be a balance. It's not uh, you don't want any part of it to be prominent. It's just you know you want that base beer. It has to be present. Uh, for most of the time, it, it finishes full and satisfying, and uh, apparently, often it has uh, some alcohol flavor to it. So we we might pick up some of that alcohol warmth heat from them. Uh, and roasted characters are rare, but not usually stronger than chocolate. As far as mouthfeel, a lot of them are generally medium to full, and certain multi chewiness is often present. Moderately low to moderately high carbonation is typical, and many examples will show some well-aged warming alcohol content, but without being overly hot. Hmm. So interesting. If you think back <laughs> to our pumpkin episode that we had, I was really expecting all of those beers to have more variants than what they did. I thought there would be. Uh, much a lot of changes you know difference from from style to style but or from beer to beer but we really found that every beer was 
pretty similar. There are some differences mm-hmm. in color, yeah. but mainly the same spices came back, the same flavors and everything. There wasn't very uh, a wide variance. This style, however, today, I think we're going to see a much bigger range yeah. because we can have anything, like you said, from uh, like the more malty ones and, mm-hmm. and dark with... Uh, you know, like the gingerbread spices and figs. Right. But you can also have things like Christmas trees, which when you said that, that screams um, American Pacific Northwest hops. Right. And so if you can get a really hoppy beer that has some kind of a, a Christmas twist to it, then that would also fit in the style. Mm. But that would be on the complete opposite end of the spectrum of a dark, rich, multi beer. But you have like a super Christmas tree, piney, resiny, hoppy beer that has maybe a touch of nutmeg or something so i have a feeling we're gonna see a pretty wide range that still fits in the style within those guidelines so that's interesting right well and plus the autumn seasonal beers were usually on the lighter side rather than the darker side mm-hmm. and uh thinner body than what we're going to get today and a lot lower alcohol yeah so on this one you're going to get a bigger darker heavier stronger beer with more of the Christmas spices and than, think, than pumpkin. I think the, the alcohol warmth is also going to be a little prominent in these mm-hmm. just because of the, the cold weather, the cold season. Yeah. So, And these are not to be con, uh, confused with the winter warmer. No. Which that would fit into the English, the British strong ale style, which is completely different. But you do often see those around uh, Christmas time too. Right. But, you know, the, the alcohol strength does make sense whenever it's cold and <clears throat> you're inside underneath a blanket. All you want to do is warm up. Well, you can warm up from the inside, too, and that's with them. Um, or you can just cuddle with Chris. He, you know. <laughs> that's why Sawyer didn't show up today. He was afraid that <laughs> he would be the first choice. He's like, man, forget that. He, he thought he was going to be a little spoon. <laughs> oh. Oh. There was one pumpkin beer that we missed out on that I was hoping we would try, and it was the St. Arnold Pumpkinator, which is incredibly dark and rich. It would have mm-hmm. been so different, but the funny thing was it was released the day after we recorded. Yeah. <laughs> Literally know. the day after. So oh, well. But that would have been neat. Um, mm-hmm. We featured some other St. Arnold stuff before, but yeah, that's definitely a great pumpkin beer. Yeah. Well, very good. Thank you, Eddie, for the... Uh, for the quick guidelines mm-hmm. and guidelines. Uh, and Chris for the history. History. So we are going to <laughs> take a quick break and then we're going to line up lots. We have lots of Christmas beers. We lots, do. Excuse yes. me. Winter seasonal beers. Yes. To try today. And uh, can't wait to bring them to you. On to the beer. Yeah. Well, I can definitely see why it's a um, a Christmas or a winter seasonal. Well, what are we drinking, Travis? Yeah. <laughs> we are starting with the original La Original. <laughs> Not even close. <laughs> the Anchor R Special Ale. This is uh, the 2015 version. This is our, like, O-U-R, right? Not yes. the letter R? Okay. Yes. R. <laughs> Yeah, it's not a pirate beer. <laughs> well, with the name Anchor, it might be. Right, the, <sighs> our special oh, ale. Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> this is the 41st annual Our Special Ale. 
from the brewers at Anchor. It is sold only from early November to mid-January. Ale's recipe is different every year, as is the tree on the label. But the intent with which we offer it remains the same. Joy and celebration of the newness of life. Since ancient times, trees have symbolized the winter solstice when the earth with its seasons appears born anew. It's really tough to read because it's on the neck label, so you're having to like <laughs> spin the bottle all the whole time. And spin the bottle? Yeah, spin the bottle. Oh, I hope it's not me. <laughs> so one of the neat things that I think that I like about this is that it's a different recipe every year. And uh, I remember there were several times when I would go to a, a local pub, the Ginger Man, and they would have uh, like a vertical tasting of maybe three or four different of these, you know, the 2012 version, 2013. And then you could get a flight of them and try them all together. And there was always just a different level of, of spices or flavors. Um, and that was, you know, something neat to put it into perspective that for 41 years they've been doing this beer and it's been basically a different recipe every time. How many times can you reinvent the, the seasonal ale? I don't know, but they've done it 41 times. Well, that kind of just proves how how many options you've got as far as a winter season. If one company is doing, has done 41 different ones, then you're yeah. going to find out a lot of variety. Absolutely. A lot of different spices, different levels of spice, mm-hmm. different concoctions, combinations, different base beers, you know, fermentation and all that. Mm-hmm. It's all different. Yeah. And we have the 2015 version. And uh, let me be the first to say welcome to our podcast anchor. We're glad to have you here. <laughs> On our table. <laughs> In yeah. Arlington. Yes. <laughs> this is a fairly dark color. I, I can see some uh, red. And some. Uh, yeah, maybe towards the very edges you can see some yeah, red highlights, but for the most good. part it's a very dark brown. You can't mm-hmm. really see through it. Actually, I get, I get red all the way through. I'm drinking out of a good different glass. Yeah. <clears throat> I get a ruby, ruby tint all the way through it. I pick, I pick up hops. And chocolate, I think, and then the aroma. It did have a very large head response too. We should oh, mention, yeah, yeah, a yeah. like a like very a, a bready tan, half beer, rocky head, half beer, half. Uh, Even if you poured head. carefully, it still foamed up. <laughs> yeah, definitely get some spice in the aroma. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit of molasses. I can see that. I don't know. If Maybe nutmeg or allspice. I don't pick up that. Might be me. Oh, I don't think it's ginger. That's one thing that I really don't care for. And so some of the years that they've that they've made this has been high on the ginger, and I just I, I can't. Wow, I can't handle. I think it. we need Sawyer's drop. I don't think this one has that though. Really, you don't like it? I like this beer. Not that one. <laughs> what? Oh my god! There wow. we go. What this in is, the? I like this. Oh my. <laughs> There's a lot going on there. <laughs> that is very light-bodied compared to what I thought it was going to be. It's yeah. lighter than what it, yeah, what it looks like. Yeah. I get some. I definitely get molasses on the flavor because mm-hmm. it has kind of that. Um, um, remember those those candies, whorehound candies? Yeah. Would you call me? <laughs> <laughs> That uh, I mean, yeah. they weren't necessarily sweet, but they had kind of a 
almost a syrupy, resiny, slightly bitter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of what that is. I, Lots of molasses and tree sap. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised I'm not picking up any of that. I, I don't, it might be because I'm a little congested. I'm getting through it, <laughs> but this tastes good to me. I, I think uh, it tastes pretty good. I couldn't have more than one or two of them. I There's just a few of these. <laughs> just a pretty strong. Yeah. Hmm. I'm getting kind of like the, the kind of like the pumpkin beer. I don't. I could enjoy maybe one or two of them in a row, but the third one just starts to get a little much. And I think this would be the same thing. I'm getting gingerbread on the finish. Like the same, when you bite into a gingerbread man. (laughs) (laughs) Not the, what did they call the, the jelly drop buttons? Not the gumdrop buttons! Not not the gumdrop buttons! (laughs) (laughs) This is... I'm not getting. I'm not getting gingerbread. I get the molasses all the way through. It's pretty faint, but if you think about it, I'm getting some kind of aftertaste. I just I cannot figure out what it is. I'm not. There's nothing that's overpowering anything. That's it's not overwhelmingly spiced. It's. I'm. I might get some hot bitterness on the finish, like way at the back. I'm not even getting that. But actually, it feels. The the body feels thinner on the finish. If that makes any sense. Like watery on the back end. Okay. I don't know how that happens, but it yeah. does. <laughs> yeah. It's been a long time since I've had one of these. Um, but from what I remember, they were always very, very present, very intense. And I would say compared to what I'm thinking about in my memory, this would be a little lesser so. <clears throat> like it's not a spice fist in a glass. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of what I was expecting. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm not like I said, it's very subtle. Mm-hmm. The, there isn't a lot of spice. It's Yeah. So uh, whatever spice is there is pretty dialed back. Yeah. <clears throat> Which I'm okay with. Well, okay, so we know hops kind of dive over time. If you were to take one of these and set it back for three years, like Gingerman probably does, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I wonder how much it would change over time. I mean, that'd be really hard to gauge, hmm. but I, I would be curious to know. It would mellow out more, which, I mean, in the case of this particular year, I don't think it would change all that much um, because it... I mean, it already is fairly mellow to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, if it was like a, a super spice bomb or something, then yeah, you would definitely want to put it back for a few years so that the spices can even out and balance. But, you know, this one, I think what, what they were going for is probably what's in the bottle right now. Yeah. Pretty even keel. You get a little mixture of some flavors. It's it's not overbearing or unapproachable. Yeah, it's something that was on their uh, the guidelines. You know, is balanced, and this is very balanced. I don't get, I don't the the hops aren't prominent, malts aren't prominent, the spices aren't prominent. It's just it's all there. It's even. It's, this is. I don't I just think I'm drinking molasses. I don't pick up molasses very much. Um, I I pick I up do. some spices. I mean, I'm sure it's there, but like I said, it's not something that's prominent. It's there's nothing on my tongue that's uh, you know sticking out more than. Any of the other flavors. 
hmm. I don't have much to say hmm. about this. It, uh, just because it's very, very balanced. Yeah. Just kind of one of those. Hmm. Hmm. All right, well, let's move on to the next beer. We got a lot to drink today. Well, we got a what? The penability. Rating. Oh, right. Okay. Oh, My penability rating. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with five and a half. I'm pretty close. I was going to say six. I could probably do more, but 4.5. You know, something we didn't talk about this one is the alcohol warmth. There's Did anybody a, get any? No. Nope. I, yeah, I don't either. No. It, like What's I said, the ABV it's, on it? It's very well balanced. Uh, 5.5%. Yeah, okay. So you're not going to get any with that. No. no. So. Oh, there's still more in the bottle. <laughs> Go for it. We'll pass it around <laughs> as we set up our next beer. Yeah. Yeah, so I brought a, a few different ones from Blue Moon. Well, actually, a, a sampler pack. It's a, the Brewmaster seasonal sampler, um, and we're gonna try three, three different ones. Tree, three different ones. Uh, Christmas we, tree. Uh, I can I can say each all of them right now, or I could just just one at a time. Well, let's just do one at a time. Okay, cool. So we're gonna start out with the cinnamon horchata ale. The what? Cinnamon horchata. <laughs> you don't pronounce the H. It's not horchata. It's Horchata. 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 <laughs> What'd you call me? <laughs> <laughs> ah, payback. You heard me. <laughs> what is horchata? Horchata is, horchata is, uh, basically it's, uh, rice. You kind of boil rice and mm-hmm. the, the, whatever you extract out of it. It's, so it's, it's a drink. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's white. Orchata. Yeah. Kind of uh, like milk. It looks kind of like milk, but it's thinner and, it's, rice based it's rice milk with cinnamon and some other stuff. Okay, uh, basically, uh, I've seen a people lot more order it. it at like Mexican restaurants. You should order it next time. It's pretty good. Well, I I think I've had some years when you ordered it. it was like it was sweeter than I expected it to be. It is sweet. Yeah, it's very sweet. It, I mean, when you think rice milk, you don't think anything sweet at right. all. But once they add the sugar and the the cinnamon, mm-hmm. uh, like I said, I'm pretty sure there's more to it. But that's basically you've never made horchata i've never made it i I usually buy the little pack if i even buy it i get my woman to make it (laughs) (laughs) i won't tell her you said that (laughs) anyway so so this is uh very light very very super um not super clear though i was about to sniff the microphone (laughs) (laughs) yeah yes it is (laughs) a very hazy it almost looks kind of like a you know a a half of ice or something yeah i kind of pick up a citrusy aroma from it yeah, I do too. This beer tastes like Mercado Juarez. <laughs> We're just smelling right now. Fredo! <laughs> I do get some citrus, maybe lemon peel. or that, That's what I'm thinking. I don't, which, I'm not sure. Which isn't usually in horchata. Well, actually, it's, I don't think it's ever in horchata. Because it's milk. I can smell cinnamon. You can? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, I can, I can smell a little bit. Yeah, I agree too. with that. Yeah, it's like a snickerdoodle cookie. Yeah. Kind of. Wet. Yeah. I really want to know what the base of this is. Mmm. doesn't say. Here's what it says on the bottle, though. In the street markets of Mexico, our founder and head brewmaster, Keith Villa, Villa, whatever, first experienced a refreshing, creamy drink known as horchata. Our cinnamon-spiced ale is his interpretation of this delicious Latin treat. I can agree with that. This is, I mean, it's not exactly like horchata, but it does. You can tell it's a horchata right, reminiscent flavor. of it. Oh yeah, yeah. I just get cinnamon. What? What is that Girl, from? I just get cinnamon. Cinnamon. What is that I hope, from? I hope it was cinnamon. <laughs> I love it. Listen to the way he says cinnamon. 
Yeah. I just get cinnamon. <laughs> <laughs> I made fun of him during the episode, too, and he was like, what? And what I listened episode to is, it again. is that the pumpkin? <laughs> Probably. Uh, no, it was one of our recent ones. It uh, was like... Was it the meat episode? Yes. Okay. It was uh, the meat episode. Yeah, that, where that there was would like explain, a spice one. Yeah. That would explain his slurring. Oh, I just get cinnamon. Cinnamon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, I do get a lot of cinnamon in the flavor. Also, yeah, this one has a lot of cinnamon. Cinnamon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> My food's really rating. Mm. Yeah, like cinnamon, and it does have a, a fairly milky mouthfeel the, the milky sweetness from and yeah you know, so it's thicker than you than you think because it's a very light color mm-hmm. yeah but it's also very viscous so probably very light grain bill obviously but a warmer mash to get a fuller body mm. yes a lot more residual sweetness it's just to get this color you probably have to cold crash right or mm-hmm. not necessarily well yeah the yeah. color would be from the the type of grains that you use and Lack of specialty grains. Oh, Apparently, okay. he did use rice in this too. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I, I thought I picked up that it's that that rice milk kind of taste. Yeah. So it, um, the description for this says a subtly sweet, refreshing ale with a taste of cinnamon and natural long grain rice. So okay, there you go. okay. Um, five point five percent. Okay. Okay. Hmm. So typically, the use of rice in a beer is an adjunct, and it's going to lighten the body, and it uh, it it adds. Some fermentability without adding, I guess, fullness to it. Hmm. That's why basically every uh, American adjunct lager, such as like Bud Light and Miller Light, is brewed with either uh, rice or corn, so that you can oh. still get that fermentability without adding the body that you get from using actual malted barley and grains. Hmm. Is this like milled rice or whole rice, or how does it work? They probably. Uh, Every time I've used it, it's been flaked. Flaked, yes. Yeah. So, like, dry it and then smash it. Hmm. So that you still, you can basically extract everything out of it. Right. Because uh, if it's still in the husk, then you're not going to be able to penetrate it. Okay. That's good, you know? Boil it, mash it, stick it in the stew. Potatoes! Potatoes, <laughs> <laughs> precious! So we have another one out of this uh, seasonal pack, the gingerbread spiced right. ale. This and one is going to be a little bit darker. Yeah, just a little bit. It's more of an amber color. Still very clear, though. Oh, my gosh. This is super clear. I could read through this. I would say a dark copper color, but I know Eddie's going to disagree with me. This is copper. Not dark. <laughs> what? Not copper. <laughs> or a more... Uh, darker amber, I don't know. It's white, off-white. There it is. Head. He said amber. <sighs> <laughs> I get a lot more gingerbread in this one than in the hour special. I know Travis mentioned gingerbread in that one, but does, this one's like... Does gingerbread have cinnamon in it? I think. Maybe a touch, yeah. Yeah, ginger... Because ginger is different. Than gingerbread when you're right. talking about flavors. Oh yeah, yeah. No, so ginger, yeah. So I would actually, you know what? I don't know what all's in gingerbread. I'm gonna look it up. <laughs> On the label, this one says this amber ale is crafted with ginger and molasses to capture the familiar taste of gingerbread on a cold winter night. 
Does it say ABV? I bet it's going to be higher than the horchata. Five nine. Yeah, a little bit higher. <clears throat> so definitely a color difference. Like I said, very clear. Definitely a big difference in the aroma. Ooh. Yeah, brown sugar, molasses, cinnamon, uh, ginger. Well, I mean, okay, so we got a lot of cinnamon in the cinnamon horchata, obviously, but mm-hmm. I still get cinnamon in this one, yeah. but I get more of the... Yeah, that's that's the, what I was asking. I wasn't sure if I was picking up the cinnamon from the horchata or yeah. from this. It's more of a spice blend yeah. with this one. Yeah, definitely more... Um, I don't know if I'd go as far as saying allspice, but... Yeah, that sort of thing. I was I was about to say allspice because uh, yeah. I kind of get it this, a similar smell to the pumpkin beer, in this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, I, I would go with allspice. But you know what I think I might too. In the flavor, you get gingerbread, cinnamon, just that generic allspice type hmm. flavor. Yeah, we get um, we get a fair a fair spread of spices in the flavor and. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I would also say that it's fairly well balanced. It's not overly spiced or or unpleasant in any way. I I don't think it's as quote unquote balanced as the. Uh, I haven't tasted yet. The anchor. It's got it's a little more spice forward. Let's see. Yes, but there's also a lot less like of the molasses and the, mm-hmm. yeah and the dark stickiness that the. Yeah. So the, sp- head. the spice really comes through. Honestly, if, if you were to give me this uh, next to a couple of pumpkin beers, I wouldn't be able to tell a big difference. Um, hmm. I, I might get confused between them. I could see how you, yeah, I could see that. That's good, though. Mm-hmm. That's good. I'm sure they could put this, honestly, I'm sure they could put this in a, a bottle with a uh, pumpkin beer label on it, and <laughs> people would go for it. Sell the same thing. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Blue Moon has a pumpkin beer, too, though. Uh, yeah. We tried a lot uh, they of They call it our harvest ale. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was that was one thing I remember reading in the uh in my research for pumpkin beers is if you don't want to actually take the time to put real pumpkin in there, then just put the spices in there and really nobody's gonna notice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because I remember with my with my pumpkin homebrew, we know for a fact that there was a lot of legit pumpkin in there. But I mean, every mm-hmm. time we tasted it, it's like, well, you know, get lots of lots of the spices because lots of things that they put in there, like ginger, nutmeg, allspice, and cinnamon. We put all four of those in there, and that's all you could smell. It's all you could really taste. What What if he had made it without any spices? What What do you think it would have been like? You know, this conversation has come up several times about. I wonder what our all pumpkin beer tastes like. Yeah. I think one of us just has to do it next year. Yeah. It's like, you know what? Well, okay. I don't know how many pumpkins it would take to actually right. make a well, decently do, alcoholic beer. You could do a small batch of it. A little three-gallon thing. Yeah. I, and honestly, I don't think if you did just add in a little bit, did a mini mash with like a little bit of two-row just to kind of up it a little bit, I don't think that would really affect anything because pumpkin itself is fermentable, so... yeah. Do, yeah. you know, throw all your pumpkin in there, throw in a little bit of base grain, and just call it done. But, right. you know. That's I, a tale for next year. Yeah, you know. We'll, that, we'll experiment with that later. I could see if they harvested any Mexican pumpkin. <laughs> and and I could ask my dad to bring some if mm-hmm. you guys are up to brewing some. but From his A-farm? It tastes like Mercado Warren. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm serious. So, like, From his I, A-farm? From it, yeah, not the bee farm, the pumpkin farm, <laughs> um, the pea farm. Ew. Actually, 
Yeah, I'm actually. I'm gonna ask him. I'll, I'll tell him to see if they they had any, and uh, ask my grandpa to pick out some good ones and uh, bring them over. And if we and see if there's any like Mexican version of allspice, why? They have a Mexican pumpkin, Mexican spices, Mexican. No, he wants a beer with just pumpkin. Yeah, just no. I'm just oh, okay. not just pumpkin. No. Because uh, okay. that, well, that, I'm just that, saying that'd be an experiment too. I, I wasn't very specific uh, the, because I feel like that one is sweeter than this pumpkin is. Uh, so, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Wait, we're not doing a pumpkin ale episode. No, that was a big tangent. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Abel. Okay. <clears throat> okay, so I'm gonna burn I, the rest I'm of this one because this is good. I want to pound the crap out of it. So we can move on to the next one. Yep. No, actually, we didn't give it a rating. Actually, no, I don't think we did the other one either. No, no. I just get cinnamon. <laughs> That's the wrong one. Five pound of LD right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, oh I like the, uh, I think I like the horchata one better than this one. Yeah. Uh, for poundability, I'm going to give the horchata a seven because it was very easy to drink. I'd say about six. Yeah, it was tasty. Definitely. Yeah, and it was light. It wasn't heavy. It was... Pretty smooth. Yeah. yeah. Sounds probably about a seven. This one's maybe just a little bit under that, but not by much. I'd probably give this a five. I'll also still put a light. Yeah, let me see. Uh, yeah, I'll go with five on that one. I'll go to 5.5. 5. Just so we can agree to disagree. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so moving on to our uh, to our last of the Blue Moon series. It's the yeah. Cappuccino Oatmeal mm, that's, Stout. That's a little darker. It's very... Well, actually, you know what? I was expecting it to be... Well, okay. I guess the light was hitting it weird. This one's also uh, very dark ruby when you hold it up to the light. Yeah. I, I was expect. I was expecting the the, uh, the head to be a little bit darker. It's pretty... It's, it's slightly tan. Off-white. Yeah, more off-white than tan. Yeah, we're taking a little bit of... Uh... Liberty with including this one in the uh, winter seasonal beer style because it doesn't have any of the like ginger and, and nutmeg and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But it is also a beer that you would drink whenever it's cold during winter. Yeah. So it, you know, it, it could fit. And it's in the seasoner sam- seasonal. Wow. Seasoner? Seasoner. Seasoner. <laughs> seasonal sampler pack. Now, the fourth beer that's in there is their normal Belgian white. Yeah. So we're not including that because it's not... That's just... No. It can't even. No. We have other beers to try. Yeah. So... Thank you, Blue Moon. But no thank you. Yeah. I mean, it's a good beer. Yeah. It's a good summer drinking beer, but it's not not a winter. Mm -hmm. I don't know why they put it in that pack. Because they... I don't know. Yeah, whatever. We could have featured it in episode 11. Yeah. When we covered the Belgian wit beer. Well, whatever. Anyway, so this one's a lot darker. Still fairly clear towards the edges. Off white head. It's not the head's not as as dark tan as I thought it would be for a stout, especially cappuccino stout. Mm, nice aroma though. Yeah, it smells good. I'm I'm still kind of pleasant. I think I might still be picking up some of the other beers. Uh, get an allspice smell from it. Maybe a bit. Yeah. Ooh. I really like the cappuccino and the flavor. You don't smell it? There's no cappuccino oh, yeah. aroma. You don't smell the cappuccino and the flavor. No. And the but flavor? You, can definitely... you don't smell it? Oh, my flavor. gosh. I can't talk today. <laughs> you don't smell the cappuccino and the aroma, but you can definitely taste it. But it's not, like, really over the top either. Okay. Let's see. Smell Eddie's tea bag. <laughs> no, thanks. Yeah, um, yeah you, that's a lot of cappuccino. 
Yeah, uh, you get a lot of cappuccino flavor. Mm-hmm. The the mouthfeel, I don't quite get oatmeal stout. It should be a little more full bodied. Yeah, it's kind of yeah, maybe the, maybe the higher side of the medium body, mm-hmm. but it's not it's not full bodied yet. Mm-mm. No, this it's good though. Like I do like the the cappuccino. It's not overwhelming. It's not it's not like Starbucks, you know, cappuccino. Uh, but it it's got a good taste to it. The I don't pick up any of that stuff in the aroma. That's weird. Uh, this reminds me of the agave nectar in the Sidewinder. Oh my gosh. <laughs> really? Sawyer, you've been quiet this whole time and that's what you decide to say? <laughs> wow. That didn't even sound like Sawyer. <laughs> I know, that's it's, so funny. Man. Yeah, it sounded like feminine Sawyer. <laughs> <laughs> I updated the soundboard, if you can't tell. I can tell. With <laughs> lots of golden stuff. It's great. <clears throat> so any other comments about this? It's kind of, to be honest, it's just kind of there. Yeah. I mean, the cappuccino's there, but the rest of the beer is just kind of, eh. Yeah. 5.9. I mean, it is yeah, still... See, I would want a little bit more than that. And, you know, even though we are featuring this, it is still Blue Moon, which is a, uh, a Molson Coors product. A what? And... Molson Coors. Okay. Coors. Yeah. Coors. Because it used to be S.A.B. Miller, but um, because InBev and uh, Anheuser-Busch bought them out right. within the past few weeks, they were forced to sell off all of their uh, all their Coors products to uh, Miller and Molson. So, we, uh, I mean, honestly, we've tried to not feature the uh, the big beers, yeah. the macro breweries. Other than episode <laughs> 10. Yeah. Right. And that's all it was. But, you know, we had we had three of these, and it's like, well, can't pass up that opportunity. So, yeah. yeah. It, it was those. cheap, too. Yeah. <laughs> well, so. you know, if you are just going to the store, and you're shopping, and you want to buy something quick and easy, you can get a variety. Go ahead and pick up the Blue Moon pack. I mean, you're going to get some good beers out of it. Yeah, they they were all good. Yeah, uh, there weren't none of them were overwhelming. Yeah. They were all uh, good variety. What is it? Um, it's a twelve pack, so yeah. three of each of those. Yeah, four styles. Yeah, three of each. that's cool. Well, let's get outside of the box a little bit. <laughs> I wish I'd gotten a picture of that. <laughs> Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> and move on to something a little bit different. Next up is the Southern Tier 2 Xmas Seasonal. Says brewed with figs, orange peels, and spices. Dosekismus? Two Xmas. Brewed in the tradition of Swedish glug. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Some sort of drink, I assume. With figs, orange peels, and spices. Two varieties of hops and four types of malts. Uh, I pick up more of the spices and the aroma. Not, um, I think barely a little bit of citrus. Um, I'm not sure about the figs. Fairly clear, light. It's like uh, amber. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is amber. <laughs> yeah, I do get some spice in the aroma. I, I think I get some... Maybe a tad bit of orange peel... Uh, any alcohol warmth in the aroma? The, do you guys pick anything up? Alcohol at all? I get a lot of ginger in this. A hmm. lot more than anything else. I, I do think I 
get the alcohol you're talking about. All right. Mm. Yeah, ginger and orange peel. And I'm, I know that because I made sure to smell my bag of ginger before I came over today. Okay. Because I wanted to wanted to make sure I knew what nutmeg smelled like and what ginger smelled like. Wow, that's weird. The flavor is straight up ginger. Honestly, this flavor I would kind of I would expect out of a darker beer, not something this light looking. Um, to me, I get a lot of spices. Uh, I don't get any orange peel yet. Yeah, I, I don't really get the orange peel either, but the flavor I get is just straight up ginger. Oh my god! Wow. <laughs> what in the... Oh my... I don't think Travis likes this one. The look on his face is kind of puzzled and... I made it a point to say earlier <laughs> that I do not really care for ginger because <laughs> I've always thought that it tastes like soap. Oh, and that's okay. me personally. I think it tastes like I, decorative soap. Yeah, I get the soap. Like grandma soap? Yes. Oh. And I used to have that drop, but I got rid of it for... Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> that one, which I think is a better one. Yeah, it's a better one. <laughs> so, I can see the soap. <clears throat> yeah, it's and, and that's always been my complaint with ginger. And I don't know if it's just me, you know, because I know some people taste things differently. Like I love cilantro. My mom thinks it tastes like soap. So some people, Cilantro? yes, there's like some sort of like weird hereditary gene that you're missing if you think cilantro tastes like soap. And there's like a yeah, maybe heard that before a ten percent uh, part of humanity that hates cilantro, and that's very weird because of that mm-hmm. reason. Does she like Mexican food at all? Yes, but uh, without cilantro and everything, because it it tastes like straight up soap. So when you go eat sushi, you don't get a plate of ginger to go along with it. Oh no 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 no! I don't ever eat the ginger, even if you get, yeah, they give it I'm to me. served with mm-hmm. it, but never touch it. No, it's supposed mm-hmm. to be a palate cleanser. I clean my palate myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when clean, you're going from different types too, of sushi, we'll barf. I don't know. No, I, I mean I like the ginger. It's okay. Well, I also like deep fried sushi, so it's not very traditional. Yeah, well, <laughs> Mexican. So Good. I'm gonna I'm gonna you try put to hot be, sauce on or salsa on your sushi. It's got jalapenos. <laughs> Jalapeno, <laughs> jalapenos. Right. On a stick. No, I mean, I get it. I, I, this is straight up ginger to me. And if you don't like ginger, I would imagine how you would not like this. Yeah. Would you happen to have ginger here? No. No. Okay. Because I, 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 I might I, have some ginger root. No, I think I used it. Never mind. I don't know. I, I, I'm not really sure what ginger smells like. I'm sure I've had it before and I've smelled it. I just right now in my head, it's just it's not clicking. So. In our next break, I'll, I'll go out of the freezer and see if I have some. Okay. See, and this is where I think the the big challenge comes in to be a a certified BJCP judge because mm-hmm. there's some things that everyone likes, you know, as individuals, and I'm sure that there are many flavors that each individual really does not care for. But you may still be in a place where you have to judge that beer and give it a score. You know, regardless of whether they think, oh my God, I, I hate ginger, so this beer is a zero. No, that's not fair. Mm-hmm. You would yeah. have to, uh, like, and this is tough because well, you have to be unbiased somebody, about it. Somebody in the class had talked about, you know, I hate this style of beer, but in, you know, drinking more of them and having to judge them and, and things like that, you really get an appreciation for it. So maybe you still don't like the beer, but you still have an appreciation for <laughs> Thanks for that picture, Eddie. You're welcome. Uh, <clears throat> so you still have an appreciation 
for it so you can judge it correctly. Mm-hmm. You may not go out on your free time and order it, but at least you have the palate to tell when it's used appropriately and, and yeah. not, I guess. So, right. with you not liking ginger, if you were given a flight and this was on there, how would you how would you go about that? Well, if I'm judging it per style, then I would look at the, what uh, what Eddie talked about in the style guidelines and that the flavor, you know, allows for many interpretations, but spices associated with the holiday season are typical. Well, that's ginger. So, yes, it does incorporate that and also uses many uh, dried fruit peels, such as raisin, plum, fig, orange peel, which this one definitely has some, some citrus nuts to it. This one has fig and orange peel. Okay. So, I mean, all of those things are being incorporated into it. It may be a little unbalanced with ginger being the the head the head point, but with all the things considered, it does incorporate what it needs to be to be in the style. So I would I would rate it as such, probably uh, down the middle, maybe a little dock for the ginger being too intense. But yeah, I was about to say when you when it, you come to the the guideline portion where it talks about balance. You know, you'd have to to mention that at some point because the orange peel and the fig are there maybe, but it's just straight up ginger. Uh, Yeah, I get spices most out of anything. Those are most prominent in this beer to me. Um, So out of 50 points, I'd probably give it maybe a a 30. Yeah, I was thinking about 35 maybe. Yeah, which is... I don't know what you guys are talking about, so... It's out of 50? Right, but (laughs) why? Well, there's different categories on the judge score sheet, mm-hmm. so it's all worth different. Like, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, appearance I, is worth like three points. Yeah, it's all generally it's all so, about flavor and aroma. But mm-hmm. then, as far as like you know, drinkability and personal preference, if you as a person like ginger and you like the flavor, or you know, if you know what ginger beer tastes like, then you will love the heck out of this, and you absolutely should pick up a six pack, and that'll be your your winter beer of choice from now on because that's what it is if you do not like ginger then you'll buy a six pack and then you'll drink a quarter of one and then be giving away five other ones to your friends and that's just how that's how it goes really and there's a you know there's nothing else to be said about it it's not that i'm bashing on it it's just personal preference it's a good beer but it's not for me yeah all right any other comments on southern tier two xmas Nope, it's good. Other than ginger. It's kind of red like a ginger. Uh, <laughs> it's yellow. No, it's not. It's redder. <laughs> Anyways, well, yeah. We're going we're gonna to travel even further outside the box here and uh, go for something completely different. Yeah. Watch this. We, we don't even, even need to take a break. Without the magic, or with the magic of editing... We're going to move on to the next one, which is... From Full Sail! (laughs) See, you didn't even know we took a break. (laughs) Except that cheesy laugh probably gave it away. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, that's Welcome back, everybody. (laughs) Go home, Cena. So we're going to wreck the halls with lots of hops. Yeah, lots of. This isn't even. This With, is a foot uh, away from my face, and I can smell the hops. The full sale, wreck the hops. Sorry, wow. <laughs> wreck the halls. 
<laughs> make the hops. We can wreck the hops yeah. too. Okay. So when Eddie was talking about the style guidelines <laughs> and that the aroma could smell like a Christmas tree, mm, this one. I think they had this beer in mind. Oh yeah. <laughs> is, is this one of the uh, commercial examples? No. 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 But, but on, it it says ridiculously tasty hoppy holiday ale. Well. I mean, it's That's a, all it says. It's tasty. Yeah. That doesn't mean it's a good tasty. This that, is oh, a, here we go. Here's, here's, here's some more information. A light is good. amber color. Here we go. Clear. This, this is a dark yellow. This annual favorite is a sublime hybrid of an American IPA and a winter warmer. The result is a bold brew that celebrates the holidays with an intriguing blend of centennial hops, providing elegant citrus notes balanced by the backdrop of a rich caramel malt body. IBU 68. It's so still a nice and now tasty <laughs> nod to brewing history. I was just reading the label. So the, there aren't any other flavors in the description, right? It's just all they said was hops. Well, it said malty. Yeah. Hops. <laughs> Rich caramel malt body. I smell hops. So it's like a Christmas IPA, basically, yeah, yes. is what we're looking at. Yeah. Yes. I'm down with yes. that. Literally a Christmas tree. I, I would be fine with having like a IPA episode part two. Because we we had like maybe what seven different examples that night. There are so many different oh, examples now. It's so good, so good. It's like the hipster style. Everybody's I, making an IPAs. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I, Honestly, I, though, I I don't get any holidayness out of this. It's just an IPA. Yeah. Just taste it. It's just an IPA. Yeah. I mean, because uh, you know the 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 description on the BJCP said that uh, it. It was a lot of stuff that would remind you of, of a cold day, you know. Yep. This is just an IPA. Yeah, this is it's cold. <laughs> it's a cold beer. Check. Yeah. <laughs> it smells like Christmas tree. Check. Tastes like Christmas tree. Check. But at six and a half sure. ABV, there's not a whole lot of warmth. Yeah, it works. Whatever. Uh, it, you know, like warmth we said. hidden. Check. It's it's a seasonal <laughs> thing. Uh, I, you know, the, the, they say it's Christmas, so it's Christmas. Yeah, beer, it's a hoppy beer yeah it's they called it wreck the halls and therefore they labeled it as a holiday ale wreck the halls with bells of hop cones la 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 <laughs> that's a lot of hops yeah <laughs> that's a lot of hops i haven't had an apa in a while me either <laughs> that's usually my summer late summer early fall beverage but i haven't had one in a while you know i could drink stouts all year long Stouts, are, uh, just because I like. I them. tried having a stout in like the summer, hundred and ten degrees. No, just no. <laughs> I like it. Uh, well, I guess that kind of wraps up our. Hol- we don't need to talk about this one. This is just an IPA. <laughs> this is okay. You want a description? It's hoppy. I want to pound the crap out of it. It's, oh, it's real hoppy. <laughs> Well, uh, it's not like it's not bad. It's not like a double IPA. It's not over the top, but it's it's. I haven't had a double IPA in a while. Oh, well, it's it's but just hoppy. It's just an IPA. It's hoppy. <laughs> you drink this, you don't get anything but hops. You put some Knob Creek in it. Hop should, Creek? Should I? <laughs> is that like a a, whis- a hopped whiskey? Holy should, crap! Has that been done before? I don't know. Oh my! Is this a uh, a million dollar idea? I'm sure the hops a, would change in distilling. To have a a a hopped, I'm sure the hops would change during the distilling. What process. if you dry hopped a whiskey? 
then it doesn't change because it's like the post sample. Will you take me home? Wow. <laughs> we are. I'm sure somebody's thought of it. Are you really put? He's really putting Knob Creek in his IPA. A little touch. A little touch. A little. T- that was more than a touch. <laughs> <laughs> Let me know how that works out for you. Okay. I'll tell you what my compatibility rating is in a second. <laughs> nice. Wow, the hops really went down. <laughs> you think? <laughs> <laughs> New experimental beverages. Oh, oh. Goes <laughs> Only on Brew Styles. Right. Here you go. Huh. That's weird. <laughs> you think? <laughs> it brought down the hops a lot. I get some alcohol warmth now. <laughs> but it's got a different taste to it. Yeah, Knob Creek. <laughs> well, no, like the Knob Creek and the hops mixed together. You want to taste it? Let me see that. It's weird. It, it's not too much Knob Creek. <laughs> All I smell is like jet fuel. <laughs> I'm not a whiskey fan, by the way. Uh, I'm going to pound the crap out of it. I could pound this. <laughs> No. Do you want to try it? This is the sound of sample right now. Okay. <laughs> it started fermenting everywhere. Had oh, wait, hold on. How'd they go again? <laughs> oh, that was not okay. That was not okay. Oh. <laughs> don't add bourbon to your IPA. <laughs> you don't taste any IPA anymore. It's just freaking bourbon no it, it tastes like an oak aged ipa <sighs> it really does yeah no, yeah there no, you go no it, no yeah. no oak I'm, aged I'm like there's a hint of it like even if you did that to like a the oatmeal stat we did earlier it would that would be over the top i'm gonna pound this oh oh don't puke later light beer that was his pounding music it tasted funny but you think it didn't taste bad I'm going to taste my regular one to get that awful bourbon taste out of my mouth. <laughs> I'm going to send a picture of you guys of my poop whenever I poop later. Please don't. Okay. Do we have a homebrew recipe for winter <clears throat> spiced beer? Yes. And I actually brought a a surprise homebrewed beer All right. that I didn't tell you guys about. It's a small batch, but I brought, a, <laughs> I brought one bottle of it. So that... Uh, we can have something to talk about for this episode. I saw the Kentucky Common in there. Yeah, that that's one that that I had from uh, last week that we never got to, and oh. we've never really featured that on our podcast because we'll never have a Kentucky Common episode, right? Mm. So I brought that if we wanted to try it. But uh, the swing top is the uh, small batch that I did for uh, winter seasonal. Let's try it out. I want to taste it. Yeah, we can do that, and I'll talk about the recipe. And I called this Santa Baby. Santa Baby. Wait a second. Santa Baby wasn't. Hold on. Somebody else did a Santa Baby a long time ago. Yes. Is this the same beer? Same recipe. Small batch. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. (laughs) We won't go there. That's right. (laughs) So, uh, it's in our glass right now. Take a look at it. Fairly clear. Is there any citrus in it? Mine's not clear. Well, I got the bottom of the yeah. bottom bottle. So uh, like a because this was bottle conditioned. Yes, orange, orange and amber. Yeah, this is kind of the end of the end of the batch. Yeah, I get some orange and spice in the aroma. Okay, is there some citrus in it? You said orange, right? Did someone say orange? Orange peel. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. Like I picked that up. I picked that up. Quite possibly. <laughs> some bit of orange peel. Didn't you make it? Shouldn't you know what's in it? I, I think I pick up some citrus. <clears throat> There's a lot of spice in it, though. Yeah, I pick up citrus and and uh, the orange peel. Mm-hmm. I mean, Tell- sorry, citrus and spice. Yeah. Tell us about it, Travis. All right. Well, this beer is actually the uh, the pumpkin ale that I brewed several weeks ago Spice. for the pumpkin go. beer. <laughs> what? And I just wanted to prove a point that you really can't tell the difference between the pumpkin spice. But we also only had smelled it. Spice. We didn't taste it yet. That's all right. We <laughs> <only> <laughs> smelled it. I win. Yeah, I got the spice part. The orange peel I might have been off, but. <laughs> yeah. Because tasting it is a little bit different than the aroma. It tastes the same as what you had before. I still have my pumpkin beer on tap, and I want to get rid of it. So, <laughs> so you decided to try to you decided to try to dupe us, deceive, and us I did to drink it for You're you. Like, oh yeah, I, you. I, I to be honest, way. Travis, you should have waited until after we tasted it before you revealed, because. That's too late. Drink Dude, my beer. It, it reminds me of uh, what was it? The the ginger. No, because my pumpkin beer did have ginger, nutmeg, allspice, and cinnamon. Yeah, so all those things. Like I said earlier, we I could have easily confused that ginger spice elf by blue yes. moon for a plus. Absolutely, your your recipe that you did your your grains are a little bit more on the darker side than some of the pumpkin beers that were commercially made that we tasted. We had so many at that time. I don't even remember what that is. Had this been. Darker, like a a brown or a porter or something, and you've done the same spices. Yes, higher alcohol. Yes, Christmas beer because we talked about that at the beginning. Really, because we brought up pumpkin versus Christmas beer, or sorry, autumn seasonal versus winter yeah. seasonal. Really, the only differences are darker beers, heavier body, more alcohol. Yeah, yeah, basically. So, had you done the exact same recipe of spices? Or additions of spices, I guess you would say, with darker grains, fuller body, more alcohol. There you go. Winter seasonal beer. Do you taste or smell any pumpkin in this? No. Now that it's like several no, months. But yeah. if you listen back to the pumpkin episode, we hardly ever got pumpkin anyway. It was always mm-hmm. all spice. Yeah. And that's saying something. Knowing that we absolutely put a full pumpkin and the entire but meat in this. You also put in a bunch can. of spice. Oh, yeah. So that brings us back to our discussion we had earlier. What does the all pumpkin beer taste like? Yeah. Anyways, Santa Baby is a real beer that I did brew a long time ago. But so that's not this. I'll go ahead and share the recipe with that. But that's not it this. It was an extract one. I did uh, four and a half pounds of Golden Light DME, uh, dried malt extract, four pounds of Pills and Light uh, liquid malt extract. He duped us. Half a pound of Caramel Malt 40. I, I did a third of a pound of chocolate malt, and then looks like four ounces of malted dextrin. And then for the hops, I did uh, three quarters of an ounce of Northern Brewer at 60 minute, also a quarter ounce at Pearl, quarter ounce of Pearl at 60, and then a quarter ounce of Pearl again at 15. British ale yeast to wrap things up. And then the, uh, oh, the extras was interesting. At 15 minutes, I added anise seed. What? Yes, anise seed, A-N-I-S-E, and Irish moss also, and nutmeg. Add some of that. And then at one minute, I added some whole cloves, cinnamon, 
And that was it. I have no measurements for these. It just says zero each. I don't know what happened. With it. <laughs> Way to go. Yeah. And then looks like, oh, oh, interesting. I uh, I did some dry hopping with vanilla bean. Mm. Oh. So you dry beaned it? You yeah. You some dry beaning? I dry beaned it. Well, huh. I should have put yeah. your tea, tea bag in it. And I remember this beer not being awful. It was just kind of... Yeah, okay. I, I never had that one. <clears throat> nope. My The first beer I've ever had that was yours was, was the, the pepper beer. Yep. I think. It was a long time FTB. Yeah. FTB. DTF? Huh? FTB Brown. Oh. It was another beer he did after the fact. But anyway, uh, yeah. we're not talking about that. Cool. <laughs> oh, oh, uh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Hey, my, my hot pocket's done. <laughs> hot pocket. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> thank you for joining us for our latest episode of Brew Styles, where our topic for discussion was the winter seasonal beer. Yeah, stop whining. Why are you whining? What? Next week, we try American barley wine. Cheers till then. I miss you, Sawyer. Yeah, it's not a tumor. Thank you.